This is week four, day three together of our look through the book of Exodus. And as we uh, get together to this chapter of Exodus where Moses and his father-in-law have a conversation about how to live with the routine details of life, we're going to learn some things. We're going to learn some things together about how to make it through with freedom, even in the midst of things that don't seem to be working right, especially in times when you feel burdened in your life. Yesterday, we reminded ourselves that to deal with the small routine things that can steal away our freedom, whether it's irritation or temptations, one of the things you do is you constantly consider God's care. No matter where you are, God is there caring for you. Here we learn that one of the keys is to stop carrying the burden by yourself. You stop carrying the burden all by yourself. You're in it not by yourself, but with the Lord and also with others. Sometimes the little things get you in life because you're not spiritually strong. Your heart is focused on yourself and not the Lord. You're not spending any time in his word. And so you struggle. You feel this constant burden. But there are other times in life when the little things get you because you're not practically strong. You're spending time in the word. You're, you're praying a lot, but you still feel worn out. And you keep putting yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time and getting the wrong result. You feel like you're asking more and more of yourself and God is asking more and more of you and you're getting less and less results. It's just not working. Many times... There are some practical things that we need to learn in those moments of life. Moses had to learn them from his father-in-law. Listen to what happened beginning in verse 8 to 16 when Moses met with his father-in-law, and then Jethro, his father-in-law, saw what Moses was doing, beginning in verse 8. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, praise be to the Lord, who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh, and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you're doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all the people stand around from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Jethro comes to visit Moses, and first he hears the good news of what God's been doing in the people, and then he sees how Moses serves. And he looks and he sees everyone's waiting on Moses. And Moses is the only one who can seem to help. And he realizes, he has the wisdom to see, this is not a good situation. Moses is all alone. This is not a good situation. Anytime you feel like you're the lone ranger serving Jesus, it's just you, there's something wrong. And Jethro sees it and he gives, there's, there's like a bachelor's degree in advice in just this one chapter about how to handle life when it feels overwhelming, especially the details of life. Let's just walk through some simple things we learn from what happened between Jethro and Moses. Number one thing you learn when you feel overwhelmed is you gotta admit there's a problem. Admit there's a problem. Verse 17, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you're doing is not good. Moses thought it was good. Everybody has to talk to me. His father-in-law knew him well enough to look him in the eye and say, what you're doing is not good. This is not working. Do you have somebody in your life who's willing to say that to you? Or maybe is the Lord saying that to you right now, even as I read this verse? Now, how do you know it's not good? How do you know there's a problem? You know it from what happened in verse 18. Jethro says, you and these people 
who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. How do you know it's not good? You're worn out. Others are frustrated. The work isn't getting done. It's not good. So you admit there's a problem. It's just not good. So maybe God's speaking to you right now. Maybe it's about your business. Maybe it's about your family life. Maybe it's about a ministry that you're in. And right now, as I'm talking, the Lord's giving you this sneaking suspicion. It's not good what's going on right now. This burden does not have to keep on going on. I don't have to have a Messiah complex and think I'm the only one that can meet everybody's need. In fact, Jesus told me not to do that. So what do I do? How do I begin to walk out of this trap that I've gotten myself in? A second thing Jethro taught Moses is you remember the big picture. Right now, you remember the big picture. In verse 19, he says, listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Jethro says, remember Moses what you're in this for. You're spending so much time dealing with the people's problems, you have no time to talk to God anymore. You're missing the big picture. This happens so many times in a family, so many times in a business. We get so caught up in the tasks of what we're doing, we forget the reason we're doing it. So you remember the big picture. Remember the reason you started that business. Remember the reason you started that ministry. Remember the reason that you wanted to have kids. Remember the reason you got married. Remember the big picture. You bring that to mind right now. It's one of the keys to beginning to live a new way. You remember the big picture. Okay, this is what it's all about. This is, okay, I go back to where I started. This was my dream. This was my vision. It's being buried right now under all the tasks, but if I can just take a few minutes to get them all out of the way, this is the picture. Then what's the next thing you do to get out from under the burden? Next thing that Jethro teaches Moses is you do what only you can do. You do what only you can do. In verse 20, teach them the decrees and laws and show them the way to live and the duties they are to perform. Moses had heard it from the Lord and he needed to teach it to all the people. So you do what only you can do. If you're not doing what only you can do, if you're not leading like only you can leave, if you're not loving like only you can love in your family, in your business, in your ministry, then obviously you're gonna be overwhelmed and burdened every day of your life. What's the one thing that you do best? Do that mostly. Do that mostly. Well, what about the other things? Everything else that needs to get done. That's the next thing. That's probably the greatest thing that Jethro teaches Moses that day. You share the load. You don't do it alone. You share the load. Verses 21 to 23. But, Jethro said, you select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and you appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, Have them serve as judges for the people at all times and have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple case is they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you'll be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Share the load, Jethro says. Now notice he says you do it with the right people and you do it in the right way. First, the right people, capable men, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. Many times when we get weary, when we get worn out, we get to a point where we think, I'll just throw anyone into the mix. I mean, I I just need help. So the first person that walks down the hallway, the first person we see, we say, I need help, and we get them involved. And the problem gets worse because they weren't the right person. In fact, they might be just the wrong person. And so then we end up saying to ourselves, see, I have to do it all myself. Well, the problem is you didn't remember to do what only you can do and to get above it. 
and to focus on who are the right people. You take the time to get the right people, and then you do it the right way. Jethro had a plan. He said thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Somebody has a problem, they take it to their leader of 10. If the leader of 10 can't figure it out, they take it to the leader of 50. If the leader of 50 can't figure it out, they go to the leader of 100. If the leader of 100 can't figure out the answer to the problem, they go to the leader of 1,000. And if the leader of 1,000 can't figure it out, they take it to Moses. So there's all these opportunities for somebody to help all along the way. You do it the right way. You get a lot of people involved. You get a lot of process even involved. Processes that involve people in meeting needs are good processes. Processes that, that frustrate people by putting them in a line somewhere, and that was Moses' process, I'm the only answer, are terrible processes. So you do it with the right people. You do it in the right way. You look at what Jethro taught Moses that day. He teaches us that I gotta, first of all, admit there's a problem. Second, I gotta remember the big picture. Then I've gotta do what only I can do. Make sure I'm doing a lot of that. I've gotta share the load. And one final thing is, you don't just agree there's a problem, you act on the problem. Verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. You could listen to this Bible study today and think, oh yeah, I agree, there's a problem. And then just keep on doing what you're doing. You don't just agree, shake your head up and down and think, well, I've done something about it because I agree there might be a problem. What's the use of agreeing unless you do the next thing? Moses listened to his father-in-law and he did everything he said. Our Father, help us to listen to you. When we get overwhelmed, when we get overburdened, we get irritated, we get selfish, we get self-focused, and sometimes it's hard for us to hear you. Breakthrough, help us to hear you. Help us to realize that Jesus did not come to give us a greater burden. In fact, he came to give us a greater freedom and to make our burden light. So help us to see where we might be trying to do it all. Might be trying to do somebody else's job in the body, in the family, in the business. Help us to see that, Jesus. And then help us to act on what we see. We ask this in your name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to see what happened at Mount Sinai.